0: It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady,
0: live only on Netflix.
1: This this
0: is It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati with Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata.
1: maybe the opportunities weren't there in the NFL and that gives him a little bit more to add to his resume and maybe he, get, he can get a job next year in the NFL as a defensive coordinator or, or a different position, or he wants to be in college. You know, who knows what these guys want to do in um, their desire, but good for him and nice promotion. And, you know, the, there's a few Zach Taylor or a few Marvin Lewis um, coaches on the, on the staff. Obviously Darren Simmons has been here for quite some time. Um, Is, and then he-
0: Is Darren Simmons a LeBeau? No, I, mean, I, know, I know he's actually, I'm fairly certain he's a Lewis hire, but he's been here so long. I mean, is, he a, Shula?
1: is he a Shula? Goodness. And then uh, you think of guys like Dan Pitcher, who worked his way up on the staff. Um, he was here with Marvin Lewis, one of, one of the guys mm-hmm. that Marvin Lewis hired. So, you know, good for these guys. Always good to see people move up to other positions and uh, wish them the best when it comes to the secondary. I think it's a big year it's a big year for these guys. we've talked about Dax Hill before, I think we believe in Dax Hill a little more than, than some of Bengals fans. Um, You know, outside of that Jordan battle has been really fun in his rookie year for me personally. And and this doesn't take away from the coach at that position. Luanna Rummel, is the guy who I feel like still sees a lot of the secondary, the DBs and corners, um, the safeties. And and I think he has a lot of say on what goes on. But obviously, Robert was a big third down guy for the coaching staff in this defense. And, you know, we'll see if any of that matters or if they just do an internal promotion on the coaching staff when it comes to those guys. But um, any other thoughts on how that could impact the safety room at all?
0: Yeah. I mean, I think it'll have an impact. I'd never think it's good to change your position coach when you're a young guy. I mean, now he's going to have to learn under a new teaching style or something. Um, It sounded like from the good Barry subscriber posts that they are promoting internally. Bengals love doing that. They do that all the time. So it'll be an assistant taking that job over. So terminology, what they expect, probably all the same, how they grade, et cetera, what they're looking for. But it's just interesting because you have on one hand, the safety that did really well as a rookie and the other hand, the safety that was up and down. And like you mentioned, we're a little higher on him than some, I mean, I see the free agency simulators where people are spending like $8 million to bring in a new safety. And in my mind, I'm like better used elsewhere. Uh, safety. Mm-hmm. I mean, like it's a concern, right? But one of the biggest concerns is continuity and that doesn't help continuity. First of all. And second, I would much rather take that money and plug it to interior defensive line. Now, whoever is doing these simulators are going to say, oh, I, I fixed the interior. De- I signed uh, Chris Jones. It's like, okay, who is the nose tackle day one? Who Who is your starting nose tackle? Like we've got BJ Hill outside on, at a three tech or a five tech, and we've got Chris Jones in the same spot on the opposite side. Who's in the middle? Is it Josh Tupo? Or do you want to spend that $8 million and go bring in a real nose tackle? Or maybe yeah. they, they drafted somebody. I don't know. To me – I. I think they need three interior defensive linemen for this defense to function. If they don't bring back reader, they bring back reader. They still need two. like, that's where I am on it. Cause I have never seen such bad depth at an NFL interior defensive line that these guys didn't look playable. Nobody that backed up the interior def- defensive line looked playable in the NFL and they got abused for it all year. So they have bigger problems in the safety room. Anyway, I think Dax will be okay. Even with a new safety coach.
1: Yeah, we'll see what that looks like. And, uh, you know, it's it's almost free agency time. And, and speaking of additions, I think that money could go to an offensive lineman, maybe a right tackle. Um, and, w- you know, we've mentioned it before, kind of what that outlook looks like for the Cincinnati Bengals. You know, if they go defensive line. If they go offensive line, maybe a right tackle or just a tackle in general. Um, with the 18th pick, wide receiver could be an option if if uh, Brock somehow falls. You know, we'll see if the Cincinnati Bengals pull the trigger on a tight end. But right now, uh, making some waves on the social media this week. I'm gonna get to some of this Joe Burrow slander I'm seeing at first, but um, our guy Jermaine over with the Vegas, uh, the Las Vegas Raiders. Do you think that's a possibility for for swing tackle? He's making some tweets this offseason when it comes to, you know, beating the Chiefs when it matters. He obviously faced them in the division. They beat him in regular season. He was standing up for Joe Burrow and, and saying, you know, him and Patrick Mahomes are the two best quarterbacks in the NFL. It really just, and and I think he did a little bit of that last year too. And and you're going to do that. You're going to hype everything up and get all these NFL fans excited. And and hopefully your team signs them. Um, He's pretty funny on on social media, but do you think that the Bengals could pull the trigger on him?
0: Yeah, 100%. I mean, easily. Uh, I, I think that some people read the PFF scores and think he'll be an upgrade over Jonah. I think off of what I watched, no, but I don't think he's bad. I think he's solid. I think he's serviceable possibly in that same Jonah tier, but I don't think he's better. I think Jonah is the better player. Like that's who I think fits this offense better and works better within this offense just because of the athleticism and ability to pass protect on an Island as shown. And I know people get mad at him about that. The Bengals ask a lot of these tackles. I think that the Raiders do the opposite. They don't ask a lot out of their tackles. So that's why the number is higher on pro football focus anyway. I think it's a 100% possibility because he's exactly what they're looking for. I'm interested in what his contract will be, but he had a worse year than he had last year and he's 29 now rather than 28. And on the open market last year, he went back to the Raiders for $3 million on one, on a one year deal. So the idea that he is like a three year, $24 million type guy, I don't see it. Like I would be pretty surprised by that. Now, did he earn on uh, a bump in his pay? Possibly. I mean, I think he signed under what he was worth last year. But it's interesting to think to see what the NFL thinks. And to me, the NFL is saying this guy is probably like a two-year, ten million dollar type guy. Like that's what I'm imagining that the Bengals could get him for something similar to that, where it's like five per year, low low stakes type of deal. I mean, he's he's 29. Like this is, I know we've just heard about him because he didn't really have an opportunity early in his career, but he's older. He's one of the old, I mean, Morgan Moses, maybe that's a, some, I'm going to look at Morgan Moses' contract real quick, but I thought Moses was a better player too coming out though. I thought he had some athleticism and power. Well, Jermaine's got some power. He just doesn't really have Ben to use it all the time. I don't know. I think he's a good fit. I think he fits exactly what they need to Put in that position because he's not a guy that you'll have to like. If you sign him, it raises the floor of your offensive line, but you're not capping your ceiling either. Because if Amarius Mims is there at 18 and the Bengals love him, but maybe they're saying, Hey, we don't want to start a guy with nine career starts day one, we want to ease him into that role, kind of like the Steelers just did with Broderick Jones. You could do that. You could take a guy at 18 and ease him into that right tackle role. Maybe he doesn't even play this season. Maybe he starts next season. But it's it's a contract that wouldn't preclude you from drafting a guy, but it also makes it so you're not locked in to tackle at 18.
1: I could be wrong, but I think he's a David Malageta guy. But you bring up a good point where he was a $3 million deal last year. So that's nothing that's strapping the Bengals down too much when you think of a possible starter at right tackle. If you have a rookie out there and maybe you plan on starting that rookie as rookie year or, or in year two. But, you know, I'm I'm all about a swing tackle. I'm all about, you know, adding as much as many pieces as possible to your trenches on both sides of the ball. So. You know, he's been he's been fun. And, and it's, it, you know, it's always cool to see NFL players say that about your favorite team, um you know, especially when you need that position, because right now it just feels like the writing's on the wall that they are going to wish Jonah Williams the absolute best. Who knows if there's some internal conversations? I thought Jermaine Pratt was going to be gone last year and he ended up coming back. You know, who knows if it was because Von Bell ended up deciding to go to the Panthers and they said, you know what, Jermaine? got some extra money if you'd like to work out a a contract right now. And he looked at the market and said, let's go back to Cincinnati. So, you know, anything can happen in free agency. Um, But right now I I feel pretty confident that you're going to see the franchise tag for T Higgins. And and you're also going to let Jonah Williams walk and, and get another right tackle. And then, you know, hopefully your guy is there when it comes to the offensive line in the first or even the second round for the Cincinnati Bengals who need a tackle for the future.
0: Yeah, and I did not realize this when I brought his name up, but Morgan Moses might end up being a perfect comparison. Signed a one-year, $3.6 million contract with New York, similar to what Illuminor signed with Vegas. And then the next season signed a three-year, $15 million contract with Baltimore. So $5 million per season. Could be what happens. I mean, that that might be what we're looking at. And the Ravens have stuck with him, but mm-hmm. those are that is a contract that you don't. Need to, and I think that's part of the reason they feel okay drafting like a Daniel Falele, raw giant. Let's just, you know, try to develop that. And if it works, great. If it doesn't, we've got a guy. And I think that's what you're looking at when you sign an Illuminor.